Welcome to Live Well Long, where we deliver life-enhancing, empowering messages for body, mind, and spirit to those seeking to get the most out of life, who have a zest for learning and know that learning must be an ongoing activity to achieve a vibrant, thriving life. This is your host, Alexandra Van Horn. Stay tuned for another episode of Live Well Long. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is Alexandra Van Horn with Live Well Long, where we cover all things regarding body, mind, and spirit to help people live well long. So today's guest is an amazing woman. And here's her opening line, which I want to share with you, because I think it's just really great for anyone listening. When you think something's impossible, find someone who's already done it, says Krista Janik, writer and skier who happens to be blind. Christy used to shy away from her personal story. Now she embraces and speaks about it while inspiring our listeners to do the same. As a credibility boosting ghostwriter, blogger, and business owner at wisewordsthatmatter.com, Krista Janik is passionate about uncovering the stories behind her client's knowledge, sharing real impact in the client's voice. Welcome, welcome, Krista. It's so great Thank to... You. To be here with you. Thanks for have, having me, Alexandra. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I was I was traveling and and then got sick and and here we are finally. So I'm grateful. <laughs> so wow. So tell our listeners. I mean, you have an amazing story. I mean, the Thank just you. the fact that you share, you know, a skier who happens to be blind. You know, like that's like so I cat you're catching. You know, how have sports and fitness helped you gain confidence and relieve stress. And, and, and tell us more about that. That's so important to all of the listeners. It's kind of funny how when I was a little kid, I didn't like sports at all. I had no interest. And what happened as an adult is I realized that aside from the health benefits and the whole, you know, living long, living well, like you talk to people about it, mm-hmm. it, it can also be kind of an adventure I started with martial arts somewhere around 2010. I took this, uh, maybe before that, I'm not even sure anymore, but I, I went to a picnic for the blind and there was a very inspiring person there, Sensei Devin Fernandez of thirdeyeinsight.org. If you ever wanna check out some fun martial arts videos, Third Eye Insight. And Third Eye Insight. Or the word spelled out. It's all spelled out. Okay. Yeah. Thirdeyeinsight.org. That was my introduction. He is very inspiring because he lost his vision. And pretty soon after he started losing his vision, he realized that there weren't too many outlets for people who were blind or visually impaired where they would feel comfortable working out. Right. Sure. Especially if you know, as they were trying to gain confidence. So he decided he was going to set it up rather than grieving and sort of mourning the loss and focusing on that. He pretty early on in his journey was able to transform that loss into a gain for the blind community. And I I found that so impressive. He inspired me with his martial arts training as a black belt either second or third degree, I always forget. He was able to teach us 
while being visually impaired. And he was able to show us techniques that, hey, you never know, they could buy us a little bit of time and save our lives one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how the confidence building started. Mm-hmm. I also was taking other classes like yoga and I, I ended up finding the skiing because of Sensei Devon. He said to me, oh yeah, there's this program in Vermont. A bunch of us are going to go, want to go. And I was totally blown away because I had no idea that yeah. blind skiing was even possible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How does that even work? Just curious. Like, had you, I mean, is there someone that guides you somehow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Yep. So there are a number of different ways you can do it. Sometimes they take a pole, a horizontal mm-hmm. pole where you hold the middle and the, or you hold one end and the guide holds the other, or sometimes right. two people and you're kind of ski in the middle and go for a ride. When you want to ski independently, though, what they do is they literally forge a path for you so that you can ski forward safely. They call out directions. The lead person will call Uh out directions. And to even get to that point, they're very hands-on in their instruction. They're very warm and welcoming and and generous people where they, they get their excitement and joy from showing beginners how to do something that they love or from helping people like veterans and other people who've lost their vision to get back on the slopes when they haven't been able to do it for a while. Right, right. That's magnificent. That's magnificent. Wow. Wow. So you've done martial arts and I know you mentioned something else earlier too. Was it yoga? Yeah, yoga is a wonderful sport for visually impaired people because a lot of yoga is done without looking at the instructor and the instructor comes around and corrects you. Right. So it's all done by feel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also how I've started to have the confidence. I got some, some great deals online where I could get classes for low or no cost. And I started going out there to see what you know I had the incentive of the deals you know mm-hmm. to actually right. get out there and try to yeah. see what happens when I worked out and I found that some of the classes that are mainstream no particular adaptations for people with disabilities but some of them the teachers go around and correct your form and that sort of thing and I can also ask questions before or after class and I've taken some per- personal training sessions so that I could go over certain things with the instructors as well so that way I would be able to keep up in my classes easier right get the personal tweaking that you needed yeah yeah and the point I'm making is that a lot of times it's about thinking outside the box Mm -hmm. and finding people who've innovated or just kind of going to the the teachers and expressing a challenge and seeing what they do with it I kind of looked at it like, well, if, if it sucks, well, at least I went out there and tried and at least I, at least I experienced uh, what was going to happen rather than not trying and regretting it down the line. Yeah. And I think even your experience of trying it and then asking the teachers for guidance is not, not only is it your challenge and you're learning, you know, how to progress and whatever the activity is, but it's probably also great for them because 
it's I'm I'm guessing unless they're like specifically teaching blind people, it's a good it's a growing experience for them. Like how can I how can I instruct this in a way that really relates what they need to know? Yeah, some teachers have said that. I mean, some classes it's kind of a non-issue without me there because everyone is looking at the instructor the entire time. Right. But other classes, you know, especially if they're trying to teach form, sometimes right. it you it helps to explain more to people and to remind people as you're as they're exercising, oh, you know, remember your knees or your elbows or whatever it is, you know, remember your hips, you know, they kind right. of will give pointers about different parts of your body right how it should feel as opposed to what they can see the instructor doing yeah excellent excellent in that sense I think it benefits everyone right to be able to feel what needs to happen when you're exercising and I find that I find that fitness can relieve stress in the sense of getting out all my you know, pent up energy. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, like it really makes a difference in my own life. The days that I work out versus the days that I don't, you know, the days that I work out and, you know, I just feel like I can, you know, charge through the day and handle anything as opposed to, you know, the other days where it might be a slower start. <laughs> well, I've also found that not every workout is going to make me feel any better or relieve stress in that way. But right. I do notice that I have a sense of accomplishment when I actually do it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for taking the time for taking the effort. Right. Right. For, Push for mindset doubts or something. Mindset, what? It doubts like doubting yourself or, or, you know, taking an easier route, pushing through that, that mindset is always is good for the confidence. Yeah, I found ways to be proud of myself for doing that rather than beating myself up when I'm not doing it. I try not, I try not to, but it's a, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah. But that's important too, you know, just a practice of, you know, applaud, applaud what is working, what you've, what you've accomplished always. And for anybody listening, just applauding, you know, looking in your life, okay, where are my successes? Where am I successful today? And it could be, well, I made my bed, or it could be, you know, I made that phone call I didn't want to make or whatever it is, you know, or, you know, I took on a bigger challenge and I, you know, and I pushed through and I made it happen, which is great. So always focusing on the successes instead of, you know, what I'm not happy with or something. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. And like in the, when you first began with your, you know, the different activities, like what motivated you to, to face those fears and challenges? Was there something specific in your, in your mindset or? I tend to enjoy doing things in life. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to fill my life and feel fulfilled and try new things and whatnot. And as far as the skiing goes, the because the 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 yoga and the martial arts and and that kind of stuff it was kind of like me just trying to find what worked for me exercise wise and knowing that I'm not very motivated at all to work out at home right okay so kind of knowing that about myself and also knowing that I find it more fun to do things in a group Mm -hmm. I was trying to see like which groups can I find that are doing things that I might at least not hate yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I discovered that 
well, I didn't like everything that's done in martial arts or, you know, you don't love every yoga pose. And I certainly didn't love the the walking in those clumsy ski boots. Right. <laughs> you, what I found was that these discomforts are, are nothing compared to the benefit of doing it with the group, feeling good about myself for having accomplished something. And also the, the confidence of facing a fear in the first place. Sometimes for me, if I can see the reward at the end of the fear, like, okay, if I can make it through the other side, then it's worth facing. Also with the skiing, I knew that I was going to be meeting some amazing people that were doing something that I had thought was impossible. So just that alone, how cool is that to meet right. people that are breaking your limits and, right. and find out what inspires them? Yeah. Yeah. I so that it. was enough for me to, even if I, even though I didn't know if I was actually going to ski because I, I had no idea, like, I was like, are, are you guys crazy? I'm not sure. Are you, do people get hurt? You know, I asked all these questions and, and the, the director of the program in Vermont answered the questions. And essentially I, I learned how experienced the instructors were and how the, the the guides the ski guides are trained and how they they really look out for people's safety and also uh -huh. that a lot of and they were explaining to me that a lot of times injuries are about you being aware of your body and also being aware of risk level so sometimes the people who a lot of times the people who get hurt are doing something that's above kind of that beginner level they're trying to move on and move up and move ahead and, and maybe a little uh, too soon or a little too too much risk right get so out they're saying if you just want to try something and be a beginner right try yeah. it yeah 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 I had ski lessons uh, several years ago and it was just uh, and it was the private lesson and it was great in that I felt totally confident in that he was watching out for me and he would tell yeah. me when to turn and what, you know, when to like, you know, squat down a little bit and stand up and the whole bit. Um, exactly. So much of it is feeling. Felt like he was, yes. Yes. And I also felt like he was also watching for, is there anybody crazy out of control? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that that's always been my concern. It's like, is there somebody out of control that, you know, is, has nothing to do with me that's coming my way, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's still a fear, but yeah. I felt that it was worth facing that and going yeah. out there anyway, because you can have accidents anywhere doing anything in terms of that. Right, right. This is true. This is true. So tell me, how have your experiences with sports and fitness changed your business, which is really a, a cool perspective? I used to shy away from my personal story, especially anything that included any sort of weakness or perceived weakness, mm -hmm. that blindness angle, I, I didn't have fun talking about it because I got tired of the same old boring blindness questions. And I also felt that the blindness was the discussion about the blindness was actually getting in the way of me talking about me. Right. I didn't want the first question. The blindness. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they saw the cane first, the blindness first, and not me first. Mm 
So when I went online, I didn't want to put my, my blindness out there front and center. The the problem was that people are going to have the questions people are going to ask, people are going to tell stories about us, whether we want them to or not. So we might as well direct or influence the stories that people tell. That's where the skiing came in because suddenly it wasn't just the token, oh, you're so inspirational because you have a disability and you got out of bed today. Right. It was, right. wait a minute, I'm inspiring myself because I tried something that I didn't think I could do. Yeah. yeah. It, it changes the focus from low expectations to, wow, I found an, an inspiring community of people with disabilities. This isn't about how extraordinary I am. It's right. about the fact that I found people who are doing things that are worth doing and sure. inspiring others. Right. And breaking through personal boundaries, like, wow, this is something I never thought I could do. That That's awesome. That's it just... changed. The, yeah. It changed the, the way that I talk about my blindness. And it also changed the way that I interact with clients as a writer in the mm. sense that I can now be a role model of what it means to stop hiding what it means to start embracing and what it means to tell a strong story. This isn't about bearing your soul, although there, there may be uh, reasons why people would want to do that as well. There certainly are places and times and reasons to do that. But right. in a business situation, a lot of times what you want is to share your humanity And that means sharing where you come from so that people understand why you are and who you are, why you are the way you are now, and why you are the one who's in the best position to help your clients. And it's difficult to do any of that without sharing some sort of vulnerability or challenge you've faced or turning point, or even sometimes for people who are more reticent, it, it may just be a, a, a something that you learned, a lesson that you learned or something that you have discovered in your industry. Like, yeah, this is what I, this is a pattern that I've seen and this is how I'm breaking the pattern. Because I, I like to work with innovators, thought leaders, even the best ones, the most exciting ones are people who are actually disrupting an industry and, and doing something new. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's inspiring. Absolutely. Because, you know, as, as people move past their personal boundaries, if we're paying attention, we can, and absorbing it, we can, you know, kind of catch on that tailwind and say, okay, what's my personal boundaries that I can transcend? Yeah. Where am I stopping? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So how can we motivate ourselves and others to move more? What would you say to our listeners? Because you're definitely an expert in that. Well, for me, it's definitely been all about the the goals. It's about like how how can I how can I use my experiences to mm-hmm. to to motivate others? And and in terms of um for for me about you know motivating myself to move more and motivating others, I look at I look at the interests that are involved. So I look at ways that, um, ways that I'm, uh, ways that I'm using, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
Which matter? Um, but ways that I'm using my interests to, uh-huh. or ways that I'm getting in touch with someone else's uh, interests. So like, if I know someone likes a certain activity, right. then I can kind of suggest things about, oh yeah, I know you like this. So mm-hmm. maybe I can look for something in their area that's a mm-hmm. similar kind of thing. Or, well, if you like this, I wonder if you'd have fun trying this. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's things like that where it's thinking outside the box a little bit. It's not like, oh yeah, you should do this and this and that and trying to push people in that way. But it's like, hmm, how can we appeal to one another's interests? Yeah. How can we appeal to making someone feel better about themselves like you know I notice you're getting stronger and you're doing so much better and things like that and and if you keep it up you know you're gonna get to xyz point and that sort of thing I think can be helpful too that's these are the things that I want people to do to me to motivate Mm -hmm. me to move more right right and I know whenever I have like taken on a, a different challenge, whether it's walking, running or cycling or, you know, whatever, I, it's always so empowering to say, okay, I'm going to join this challenge and, you know, whatever it is I'm going to do for a month or something. And it's just you know, getting to that end point, whatever that activity was, it's a good feeling. It's like, ah, I did this. I can, you know, I accomplished this. It's, it's a great feeling. So whatever anybody's activity is, they can, you know, they can set their, set a challenge or join a challenge because there's so many, that's like the latest thing now on the internet. There's all these different challenges for different things. So uh, it's, it's great, you know, a 30 day challenge for this or 30 day challenge for that. So that's, that's a great way for people to just move outside of their comfort zone and stay with something for a length of time. That's absolutely. Yeah. Challenges are a lot of fun because I feel like they have an end goal. and a a reason to do something because you want to hit the the end goal and I've done challenges with groups Uh uh-huh the only thing I've found though is that when the challenge ends I'm less motivated to keep up with that activity what I've done because yeah because the group is gone and the support is gone and the the Uh, fun of getting to the next level isn't necessarily there So I'm wondering if maybe my next step is going to be finding some longer term challenge type activities where you keep going to the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. Right. One of the ones that I joined, um, it's called the the Conqueror Challenge. And, and you sign up for it and it's, you know, maybe a month long or whatever. Actually, it's, I don't, I don't know if they go by, I think they go, yeah, they go by days, number of days and different lengths. And it could be walking or running or whatever the, whatever the thing is, obviously, you know, you probably have to find something that works for what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, they mail you, you know, when you complete it, because there's a fee, it's like, you know, $20 to join each one. Um, mm-hmm. But then at the end, they, they mail you this medal, you know, which oh, is kind of cool. cool. So I've got all these medals I've been collecting that I'll, you know, share with my grandchildren when, <laughs> when I no longer need them. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. You know, it's something to look forward to. Cool. So cool. So, so how can people reach, find you? Uh, I know we've got a couple of links here that you sent me. So yeah, your, your website is wisewordsthatmatter.com, right? Is that the main way you would like people to reach out to you? That is the best way. You can, of course, you can always email me. 
okay. uh, at Krista at wisewordsthatmatter.com. That's Krista with a K. My phone number, my social media, I'm on I'm on Facebook as Wise Words That Matter, YouTube as the same, and I'm on LinkedIn, right. Krista Janik, because I am a ghostwriter and blogger for other people, people who are innovating, people who are thought leaders. So it's important for me to use my story to inspire action on, on their part and then help them by using their stories to influence their people to take action. Love it. I love it. So, so as a ghostwriter, I'm just focusing on that for a little bit. So you, I'm assuming, and you correct me, you sit with the client or you know, Zoom now, of course, probably, um, and you try to get a sense. How, how does the how does your interview process go with your potential client to get a sense of, you know, how you can represent them? To begin with, regardless of what I'm going to write for them, I'm looking at who are they? Why do they matter? Mm -hmm. Who's their audience? And who cares? Not in terms of being derogatory about, oh, who cares about your business? You don't matter. No, I don't mean that. I mean, who in their community cares the most about what they have to offer and why right. a, a question that I'll ask and that I'll get people to ponder is who trusts you and why because it really is all about when you're sharing your knowledge and when you're sharing the stories behind your wisdom right. you're doing it because you want to build trust and boost credibility you want to be known trust so that you can then be empowered to do all these other things like booking speaking gigs or getting your clients to take other types of action with you or changing mm -hmm. someone's idea, someone's mind. Right, right. Excellent, excellent. Wow. So this has been wonderful. I, I love learning about everything that you've been up to. I just think it's, you're, you are such a leader for, for all of us, for all of us, which is just, it's exceptional. So um, what I'll do is all of the links that you shared, your email, your website, Facebook, I'll include those in the show notes. So for our listeners, if you're driving and didn't get a chance to write down how to contact. Well, her, I never put, I never put an email in uh, just because of spam, you ah, know, um, just because of spam bots, but yeah, everything else. Absolutely. And uh, you all know, you know, you can sort of spell it out. <laughs> so that hopefully yes. the spammers yes. don't. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. And um, I look forward to talking with you again soon. All right. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening. This is Alexandra with Live Well Long. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our important episodes. We want to be sure that you get everything you can to do your best to live well long. Feel free to reach out to me at alex at avhcoaching.com and remember to take good care of yourself so that you live well long. Talk with you soon. Bye. Hey, psst, it's Alexandra. One more thing. Would you please share this on Facebook, Twitter, send an email to your friends, just hit the share link and Pick a way to share it. I would love it. Thank you so much. Bye.